Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo. Dr. Charles T. Bingham of the Hartford Hospital said, Worry, fear, and anger are the greatest disease causers. If we had perfect faith, we wouldn't worry. Faith is the great healer. Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is the danger of impatience. And now here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. I'm now in my 33rd year on the air. And I've been talking about stress low these many years. And I've helped some people. Maybe I can help you. Christ was the greatest stress management expert of all time. He gave us the clues. He showed us the way. As a matter of fact, he is the way. But you have to find him. You have to find him. Or let him find you. So if you are stressed, then let's look at what happens. I was about to say that if your relationships are not so good, if communication is not so good with your partner or your kids. Well, did you know that stress can cause you to have poor relationships with others? How does it do that? Well, when you're stressed, you are not in your center. You're not flowing from wisdom. You don't have understanding. Instead, you're emotional and you are reacting. Now, have you ever tried to reason with someone who is totally angry and upset? It's almost impossible, isn't it? You have to wait until they've calmed down. And even then, you may not be able to, but you, tr you can try. But when they're totally upset, totally angry, you cannot reason with them. Well, I want you to see that a little bit of upset, a little bit of upset, a little bit of anger, a little bit of resentment, a little bit of hostility, a little bit of impatience, and immediately you don't have love. You don't have understanding. You don't have patience. Do you understand? So... It's quite obvious that your emotional upset, whether it's on the surface or whether it's hidden, see what happens is we suppress. We suppress our anger, our impatience. We sense at some level that it's beneath our dignity to be impatient. We might show our impatience with someone who is weaker than us or smaller than us. You, you dare to be impatient with your little child, don't you? Or you dare to be impatient with somebody who is beneath your station. But how about your boss? How about your partner if she's lording it over you? You dare not be impatient. No. You have to toe the line. And so I want you to see that impatience is an ugly thing. 
But when it's there, people sense it, and they know that you don't have love. Now, you maybe want to have love. Let's say that you're basically a good guy or a good gal. You want to have love. You want to have patience for your family, for your kids, for your wife, for your husband. But somehow you can't. Underneath you're impatient. Underneath you're angry. Underneath you have hurt feelings. Underneath you're bitter. See? And underneath you have dark thoughts. Negative thoughts. And you try to suppress those also. But if you walk around suppressing the dark thoughts, the mean things to say, if you suppress your impatience and hide it, and you suppress your anger and hide it, and you don't speak up, because you know when you speak up, anger will come out so you don't say anything. If you are like that all the time, then you're not really living. You're not expressing yourself. Do you remember when you were a little child and you jumped out of bed in the morning and ran across the carpet and you were ready for a day of discovery, a day of adventure? It was beautiful. You were spontaneous. But now you're all bottled up. Well, you don't want to be bottled up. This is Jeremiah Trujillo, the producer of Shedding Shackles. I'm also a pianist and played some of the music that you hear on this program, such as the Mazurka, Opus 33, Number 4, by Frédéric Chopin. How about Christ? Was he all bottled up? No. He expressed the truth. He told the truth. Sometimes people didn't like it. In fact, mostly they didn't like it. The Pharisees didn't like it. The Sadducees didn't like it. He called them hypocrites. Dead man's bones in whitewashed tombs, he called them. So he wasn't afraid to speak up. And so he expressed himself. But now here's the beautiful thing. When he spoke up, there was no resentment in it. There was no anger in it. There was no impatience in it. He simply told the truth. But because he flowed from within, and within him was love, he then also expressed love. And his love was so powerful. His love was so powerful it could heal people instantly. All he had to do was talk. And they were already better, people who heard him. It was such a joy to hear the truth spoken from somebody credible, from somebody who wasn't trying to do anything to you. They weren't trying to impress you or motivate you or do anything to you. All he was doing was simply telling the truth. It was so beautiful. I see them standing there, those who would be his. I see them with tears rolling down their cheeks, tears of joy, because they saw love for the first time. Well, your family, they need you to have love. And so to find love, you have to become unblocked. Now, why do you have impatience in you? 
Why do you have anger in you? Why do you have a dark side and dark thoughts in you? Why are they in you? How did they get in? Long time ago, somebody was mean. Somebody teased you. Somebody confused you. Somebody made you emotional. And often they wouldn't let you be. They were determined to get to you. And they did. And when they got to you, you hated them. You hated them. And then you hated other people. And before you know it, because of the hate, that's how it got inside. What was in them got into you. Do you understand that when you were a little child and you saw people that were mean or that were impatient or who teased you or who were cruel or who didn't have understanding or who didn't have love or who were angry all the time, whether it was your parent or another kid or a teacher or a coach, whoever it was, and you wondered how they could be that way and you, you hated them, you judged them. But now you see it in yourself. Now you understand they weren't being deliberately cruel. They weren't being deliberately impatient. They weren't deliberately not having love. It had gotten into them, and now it in them was operating through them, and it was trying to prepare a home for itself in you. And now it's in you. So what are you going to do? Well, what you have to do is take a mental step back. It's not going to do any good to get angry at your anger. If you struggle with it, you'll only make it stronger. It's not going to do you any good to judge yourself and condemn yourself. All you can do is take a mental step back and lift up your eyes and quietly, without words, call upon your Creator. Call upon the One who made thee. He can hold back all the negativity. See, if you get closer to him, then he can hold off the negativity. He has the power. He gives you the power to hold all of the negative on the outside, to hold it out there so it doesn't get in. So you don't want it to get in. Right now, you're like a sieve where everything gets in. And the proof that everything gets in, all you need is for some little thing to happen at work. And then you come home. Why did my boss say that? Is he going to fire me? Why was he smiling at the other worker and he didn't smile at me? Why did they put that extra work on my desk? Well, what does he want to talk to me about tomorrow? Did the customer complain? What was it? See what I mean? It gets inside. Every little tiny thing gets inside, and then you think about it over and over and over and over, and you're not there for your family. You're lost in those thoughts about what got inside. And not only, see, not only do events get inside and impressions, but the very spirit, the very spirit of impatience, of ambition, of anger, of hate, of judgment, Oh, yes, judgment. The very spirit gets inside, and then inside of you, it then operates through you. So, you have to see all of this. Yes, it is sobering, but that's what you need. You need to sober up from your emotions. Stop feeling sorry for yourself, and take a mental step back, and realize that 
Long time ago, somebody got to you, but you couldn't help it. You were only a little child. You expected your parents to be, you expected your mom to be a princess and your dad to be a prince. And especially your dad. You needed him to be there for you. You needed him to be stronger than the world, like Christ was stronger than the world. You needed your dad to be stronger than the world, but he was weak. And everything else was stronger. The culture was stronger. The music was stronger. The peer group was stronger. The establishment was stronger. The system was stronger. Everything was stronger. And your dad was also a victim, so you have to see that, so don't hate him. But how about you? Could you possibly start to, to quietly draw toward God? And the other thing is stop trying to save yourself. See, that's what you're doing now. You don't want to see that you messed up, so you push it down. You try to suppress it. You try to hide it from others and from yourself. But when it's down there, then it transforms into something else. The anger that you bury today can contribute to the upset, the tension, the stomach ache, the uh, other kinds of issues. Do I have to mention the ailments and conditions, sometimes life-threatening, that begin to come upon them? And it seems like they come upon them suddenly. But it's been building for many, many years, many years of anger, of resentment, of hostility, of suppressed rage. Now you have to see that and understand that it all came to pass because you fell away from your Creator. You fell away from what you know in your heart. Now let's talk about that for a moment. From the very beginning when you were a little child, you had with you the possibility of growing to be an Einstein, a Mozart, a Madame Curie, a Sojourner Truth, a George Washington, even a Paul. You had that possibility. And how was that? Because you had a very great gift. You had awareness and you had a conscience. Conscience, as I've always said, is your closest link to God. And by way of conscience, by way of intuition, you knew in your heart what was right. You knew when you were a little tiny child, if somebody was doing something mean, you knew it was mean. If they stole something, you knew it was wrong. Nobody had to teach you. You didn't have to go to school. When you were two years old, if someone stole something, you knew it was wrong. If somebody was angry and mean, you knew it was wrong. No one had to teach you. But you also had the possibility of knowing many wonderful things. But what happened was that you began to doubt your intuition, what you knew in your heart. And you began to look to worldly authorities, to teachers and coaches and experts and the peer group on the outside. They seemed so clever, so smart, so sophisticated, so popular. And you wanted to be that way. And so you turned your back upon what you knew in your heart. By way of conscience, by way of intuition, you knew in your heart what was right. Had you followed it, never strayed from it, then you would never have known the troubles that you've known. So now all you have to do is come back to it. 
If you have a Bible-related question you'd like Roland to answer, call the listener call-in line at 510-455-8851. That's 510-455-8851. Leave your name, the city you're calling from, and your question, and Roland may answer your question on the air. Thanks for listening. By way of conscience, by way of intuition, you knew in your heart what was right. Had you followed it, never strayed from it, then you would never have known the troubles that you've known. So now all you have to do is come back to it. But then years later, you wonder, what went wrong? What went wrong? Well, all you did was turn your back upon the lodestar that God had given you. Had you followed it, never strayed from it, then you would never have known the troubles that you've known. So now all you have to do is come back to it. It's still there. Your intuition, your conscience is still there. So now you must acknowledge your conscience and not try to duck it and not try to deny it and just bear it. So the next time, you see yourself being impatient with your child or being a little phony with somebody or something like that. Just see it. See that it's wrong. Don't try to do anything about it. Don't try to change yourself. Don't rush after the other person and get them to, to try to forgive you or anything. Just watch it quietly. See in God's light. He's showing you quietly, privately, by way of conscience, something that you're not doing right. Just see it. And if it's if it causes a little bit of embarrassment, a little bit of pain within, just bear it. Don't try to do anything about it and don't reach for a remedy. Don't reach for the iPhone. Don't reach for food. Don't reach for alcohol. Don't reach for marijuana. Just bear it for a little while. And it will show you you're wrong. You rub your nose in it a little bit. And then... If you acknowledge it and you don't resent it, if you don't resent seeing, see, that's your worst mistake of all, is resenting seeing what conscience is trying to make you aware of. So just see it. And then you know what? The, the pain will go away. It'll refine into a little bit of grief, a little bit of remorse, a little bit of sadness when you see your own wrong. And then it, after that, it goes away. And you realize that God forgives you. He just wanted you to see it. It's so simple. Live your whole life that way. Make that important. Make what you know in your heart the, the fulcrum of, uh, of life. If you say something phony, see that it's phony. Don't try to pretend that it's not. Do you see what I mean? Actually, life is very simple. You must rediscover the simplicity of life. How many people have told us that? Christ in the Sermon on the Mount, read it now and your eyes will be opened. The simplicity of life. How about, didn't Henry David Thoreau, didn't he write Walden Pond? And he wanted to rediscover the, the important things in life. You've always known that. Well, you can do it now. You've seen movies about that, haven't you? Now you can do it in your own life. You can make this wonderful magic thing come to pass in your own life. And it's a quiet thing. It's a personal thing. It's a private thing. And make it happen. And then you can begin to express truth and love 
and joy will return, and life will be sweet. Not because I say so, but because God will make it so. And so what is faith? I began by talking about faith. Now I return to faith. What is faith? Faith is trusting what you know in your heart. And the first thing that God will reveal to you, the first thing your conscience will reveal to you, he gives you your conscience, is that you'll just quietly see that you were mean or that you were phony or that you were impatient or that you were not totally honest. So the first things you'll see are, are negative things. Bear, bear seeing them. Then later, beautiful shining truths you'll see. You'll begin to see beautiful shining truths. But first, you have to see the negative ones. Okay? All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome. My name is Roland. The program is called Shedding Shackles. I want to begin by reading you a little something that I have just written, and it's in my new book called It's Sunny and Warm in the Kingdom of God. That's it. It's Sunny and Warm in the Kingdom of God. And I would like to read something to you from uh, Chapter 15, The Ideal Life. And now I'm reading from my book. The ideal life of the spiritual man or woman is sustained by God. The bond of faith keeps us attached, and all good comes from God through our continued attachment. We receive realizations, motivation, delight, insights, and things to move toward. We also receive support. The truth is sustained through faith and realizations ever more deep. So, do you understand that Faith is a very important thing. You remember Christ often would say, Oh, ye of little faith. Or if he encountered someone who had faith, he marveled. Faith is so important. Faith in what you know in your heart. Do you remember that it says in the Bible, God said the day will come when people won't say, Know ye the Lord. For he said, I will write my laws into their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Something like that. Well, when you have faith in what you know in your heart, you're having faith, do you realize that when you were a little child, a long time ago when you were a little child, you had a very strong sense of conscience, didn't you, when you were a little child? And do you know what that conscience is? Do you know what it is? You have no idea. It's your lodestar. It represents your link to your creator. It's your closest link to God. In your heart, you know what's right. When you stray from it, then when you were a little child, you felt conscience. When you hated your mommy, or you got angry at your daddy, or you said something mean to your brother and sister, you immediately knew it was wrong, didn't you? Or when you told a lie. When you told a lie, you knew it was wrong and you felt bad. Well, that was your conscience. Now, how about your conscience now? You rarely feel it anymore. Now, 
when you were a little child, you were closer to God than you've ever been since. Now, how does it come to pass that you fell so far away from God? Well, you've been hardened, jaded, made callous. And how did that happen? Was that your plan from the beginning to become cynical, to resent all men and be angry at your dad and be impatient with your children and secretly judge other people constantly? Did you really want to become that way? No, you did not. How did it happen? Well, it happened because you reacted to and responded to the temptation that was operating through other people. And how did temptation get into them? It got into them when they reacted and responded to the temptation in other people. Do you understand? So it's a chain gang, a miserable chain gang of, of suffering. And now you're a part of it. And then what do you do? You pass it on to your kids when you're impatient with them, for example. So it changed you, didn't it? So you're responding to other people with resentment, with judgment, with anger, see, or re responding to temptation with excitement. It changed you. So now you're no longer as you were, and you hardly even know your conscience anymore, except maybe a vague anxiety from time to time. Why, you can keep so busy that there's not even a, a nanosecond for your conscience to touch you. I was listening this morning to the old trailblazer, and the old trailblazer was talking about church today, and he said that what's not being preached is repentance. And so repentance is getting back in touch with your conscience. Remember Christ said, unless you become as a little child. Do you realize that if you could become like you were when you were a little child, and you were mean, or you resented somebody, and then, then you felt bad? And then if you just stayed with that and you didn't reach for a pill and you didn't reach for marijuana and you didn't reach for alcohol and you didn't reach for the phone and you didn't reach for anything, you just bore a little bit of pain of your conscience just as when you were a little child. If you stayed with that, it would lead to seeing your error and being sorry for it and then being sorry for it, regretting it, and then experiencing a sad glad, sad to see you're wrong, but glad to see it. And then, after that, peace with God. So now what you must do is find a way to get close to your conscience, if you could become as a little child again, so that when you did something that wasn't quite right, you immediately felt it strongly within. Wouldn't that be sweet? And that, my friend, would be the beginning of your new life. Until next time, Lord willing, and the creek don't rise. I'll see you then. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Shedding Shackles with your host, Roland Trujillo. Now you can listen to Roland anytime by logging on to www.sheddingshackles.com. You'll find lots of free, helpful information, and you can also order materials or make a donation by using your credit card. Once again, the web address is sheddingshackles.com. 
Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.